Welcome back, Brick Lovers. Happy New Year, everyone. We've had an influx of new subscribers, so welcome to For the Love of Brick, a fortnightly podcast where I chat to people from all over the world about their love of Lego and how they engage with it. First episode of the year is a special episode because of Brickvention. For those who are wondering what Brickvention is, it's Melbourne's very own Lego convention. And it's massive. But because of COVID, we've had to go digital. And I was asked to do a podcast asking people what Brickvention means to them and what is their favourite memory. So welcome to today's episode titled Humans of Brickvention. Don't worry, we'll be back on the 29th of January with our usual format of interviews with Lego enthusiasts. But until then, enjoy. So first up, I've got Bailey Fullerton. Um, Bailey's from Queensland. Um, g'day, Bailey. How did you get introduced to Brickvention? Well, it sort of started with just the things that I would post online. I gained some notoriety for the types of bizarre, old or rare things that I collect and post online. And I, I you know, it became a bit of a thing that if anyone needed advice or had a question about some really strange piece of lego history <laughs> everyone would be tagging me and i'd be the person to go to and so uh, it was brought up i'm not sure who suggested that i be you know invited as one of the guest speakers um in 2018 and so i accepted uh, because of course i love my name in big flashy lights um but, uh, but it, it was it was amazing because uh, outside of that community, I was really just this person that posted online and I'd done a few physical shows up uh, in Queensland with QLUG, yep. um, which I'm a part of, uh, but that was about the extent of it. And so to you know, fly down to Melbourne, two states away, um, in Victoria, and, and do these sort of speeches that everybody was listening to, everyone was you know, wanting to hear. Uh, it was awesome to to feel that sort of connection to the community that i'm not just this random i am someone that is a part of this community that's something bigger and i i really appreciate that i suppose i'm more than a like button i'm more than a like button. <laughs> well yeah it, it did become a bit of a joke where even just the simplest things people would be tagging me um and i i'd go along with it um but it, it was all in good fun yeah yeah. Um, so, Bailey, the reason I'm here, um, what is your favourite Brick Vengeance memory or did we just cover it? <laughs> I think it was when I <laughs> made a return in 2020. Yep. Uh, started this year seems like an absolute world away. Um, mm. But I was invited down again to do another talk and I wanted to do something crazier. I ended up actually trying to connect all of the different aspects of the lego universe every theme i wanted to try and have some connection together with uh, yeah i missed that <laughs> yeah um, oh no i'm sure i've got a recording somewhere yeah um so anyway i i went down again for this talk but I, it was actually a bit of a surprise that i got an invite because i hadn't been since 2018 i missed 2019 obviously um and yep. through 
2018, it was like the peak of my Lego fan community experience because I went over to Billund um, in Denmark and I oh. did the tours. I got to meet all of the you know all of the people. I shook hands with Keld and he he signed some things for me. It was a life changing experience. And then in 2019, I kind of just fell off the map. <laughs> you go, I've done it all. Yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing it's a relatable story, but yeah, uh, yeah I I didn't have the time to post online as much as I used to. Um, I met who is now the love of my life, and we set some goals together, and so. I was saving more, which meant that there was less money going towards Lego, which I am fine with. It's just the reality that when there's less money in the coffers for frivolous things, there's less content to post online, ergo less my face in the community. So I thought I was all but forgotten. And then I got this invite and I went along with it because I remembered how much of a great experience it was in 2018. I came back and it was like I'd never left. Everyone still remembered me. Everyone was, you know, picking up with the conversations that they'd left off in 2018. People were showing me things that they thought that I might enjoy. It it was just like old times from me thinking I was back to being a nobody. The family was all back. And I think that's that's my best memory. I I took my partner with me in 2020, Kate. um, And she's not a mad Lego fan, but she understands how I enjoy it, and she's getting into it herself. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But for her to also be welcomed with absolutely open arms, it was just, it's so touching, the, the family vibe that Brickvention has. Um, yeah. For that reason, it, it was just amazing. Because I've only been twice, my defining moments are really the first time going and then the second time coming back. <laughs> and uh, it sounds completely mundane but coming back um it's yeah it was amazing well it's not mundane because at the end of the day you because you do have those reservations you're like a do they remember me but b it's like you know i haven't i haven't seen or contacted so yeah no yeah it's awesome Hmm. oh thanks for that no worries thank you for allowing me to be a part of it my pleasure next up we have jay ong from jay's brick blog g'day jay how you going i'm great thank you well, that's good. Um, well, Jay, the reason we're all here, um, favorite Brickvention memory or what do you love most about Brickvention? I don't have a specific memory, um, but I think I think every time every time I think about Brickvention, it's, you know, it's summer in Melbourne. Um, the convention center is always warm. It's hot. It's stuffy. <laughs> there's just crowds of people. And that just always sticks to me. And um, so my first Brickvention was 2014. And I've been writing and like um, documenting and taking photographs of like all the models and displays at Brickvention since 2014. And what kills me about it this year is that there's going to be a gap. Um, and you know, like like you can like you can you can look it up. Like I think um, like if you search for Brickvention in any year from like 2014 onwards, you should see one of my blog posts yep. pop up. Yep. Um, I think my 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 favorite memory and what I'm always um, I always come away impressed when I go to Brickvention is the um, the teens and the kids builds like some of these um, like teenagers or you know like 
preteens even like the, the 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 sheer level of like creativity that they put in into their builds is um is, is is just something i always enjoy like you get a very different perspective um um looking at um looking at their builds looking at their displays um you know they're not as or like they're not as complex or as you know grand as some of the you know um, you know, adult builders, but they've they've yeah. they've got this very, I guess, childlike sense of you know creativity and like fun. It's always yeah. very fun, and um, I think it's 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 just you know not having the opportunity to you know get up close and also like talk to them and you know kind of talk and 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 kind of ask them about you know hidden Easter eggs or like references or like different parts of the build. Um, that's that that's always my favorite part of Brickvention. Brickvention, yeah. like I think to me because I spend so much time, you know, trying to photograph every single display at Brickvention for the blog, I always kind of rush through it. So it's always been a mad rush to document everything um, during convention day or, you know, before, before, before then it was always during one of the public days. Um, So it's always been very hectic. So uh, to to me, Brickvention is hectic and hot. (laughs) That's, that's, That's my two main memories. Well, this year you can do it um, from the comfort of your home because, yeah, it's online. But I guess you actually have to rely on other people's pictures of their mocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's an awesome story. Yeah, I like it. It's, um, you know, hot and sweaty and hectic, uh, how a convention should be. <laughs> thanks again for taking part, Jay. And um, next up, we have Rowan Beckett, one of our longtime GBCers at Brickvention. Now, if you don't know what GBC is, it's, well, it's great ball contraption and they're loads of fun and very popular. So without further ado, g'day Rowan, welcome and how are you today? Oh, I'm good, thanks. So quick question, Rowan, um, what's one of your favourite uh, Brickvention memories or, you know, what you love about Brickvention? I mean, personally for me, it was it was nice just last, last year's Brickvention of... Um building my, my human powered gbc and just seeing that operate reliably and it was you know, i was although i've met and chatted to him quite a few times just um uh, ryan mcnaught who came up with his son and was showing him um and just to see the look on his face when he realized it was all uh, lego powered and operated was uh, pretty cool to see but um yeah i, I suppose that the main thing is is the fun that we have as a team at brickvention with the gbc team you know a few of us have been doing it for quite a few years now and we take turns coordinating and it, it really is fun when we get together and yes there's stresses involved getting it all working but uh in the end it's it, it's a fun thing. We all agree that we enjoy seeing the faces on the on the people and the kids, um, and we just love how much the crowd we draw compared to all the others. I mean, it's us and the, us versus the train guys, pretty much. And uh, you can you could you could be having a top eye view of, of all the exhibits at Brickvention, and us two will be the biggest. So it's um, it's it's quite proud to do that. It's a lot of work and a lot of stress, but it's still fun but worth it in the end. <laughs> oh, sweet. I, can't, I myself can't wait to finally exhibit at Brickvention. Um, thanks for sharing that story with me. And look, GBC has always intrigued me. Um, I am one of the people that do stand around and go, how does that work? So yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. It's okay. <laughs> thanks. So next up, we've got Wade Davey. Uh, Wade has been a member of Mugs for quite some time and he's also been running live Mugs meetings during COVID. So g'day, Wade. How are you going? 
Yeah, not bad. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Um, what's your like sort of favorite Brickvention memory, or even you know what do you love about um, going to Brickvention or miss about it even? Brickvention uh, to me is about community and bringing everyone together. Uh, being the one of the largest shows in Australia, it's uh, catching up with all the friends that travel from interstate and overseas uh, and seeing all their creations. Um, and that's really the best part about it, catching up with all the friends and the people that, that come along. Um, I think this year, uh, Fairy Bricks was there and I helped out uh, on the Fairy Bricks uh, store, um, store raffle thing. Um, and that was really good to try and raise some funds for the Fairy Bricks charity. And, and then, yeah, just wandering around and seeing excited kids and, and families look at all the creations. I'm not a huge uh, creation, like Mocha. Yep. Um, I create a Iron Man set every year and, and display all the Iron Men and just watching the kids' faces light up when they point out all the different Iron Men and the little characters and the hidden scenes that you put in there. So I think that's probably the best part of Brickvention. Um just, yeah, seeing all the kids there and catching up with all the friends and people that come along. Yep. Yeah, so your, um, yeah. your Iron Man set last year and it was, it was pretty sick. Um, and yeah, the Tom Bowler. I haven't heard that for such a long time when Fairy Bricks like, oh, we're doing a Tom Bowler. And I'm like, I have not heard that. Beyond said is so British. I love it. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's a great idea. And they were able to raise a significant amount of money for... Uh, purchase of Lego sets for kids in the hospitals and they actually donated I think it was about a thousand Lego sets to four different hospitals that weekend oh nice and it was it was really good so we were able to to raise and and get kids in hospital a lot of little Lego sets and they could have a lot of fun with that so yeah it was worth worth the time helping out there yeah I guess it would be and you know helping those kids and yeah, no, awesome. Oh, thanks for that, Wade. And, you know, I myself can't wait to actually get out there and display as well with you guys. Um, COVID. It's the atmosphere. Nothing nothing beats the atmosphere of, of uh, the environment, especially on uh, the fan day on the Friday where we're setting up and everyone's sort of getting excited for the whole event and things are still sort of being pulled out and set up and while the committee is all stressed and everyone else is having fun locating all the hidden sets and, and setting it up. And then the opening day when suddenly the crowds rush in, that's nothing beats that feeling of watching all the kids light up and, and start screaming and, and pointing at little things that you've hidden. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully in 2022, we're allowed to do something. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. 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 Oh, thank you very much. No worries. Next up, we've got Jason Sikhan. Jason's a regular at Brickvention. Last year, he built the Melbourne skyline, two rovers, one of which was a gift on fan day. But if you don't know any of those builds, you would have seen his prawn online. So without further ado, g'day, Jason. How you going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, just got back from jujitsu training, so I'm a bit worn out, but um, yeah, happy to happy to have a chat. I try not <laughs> so to I keep you too long. My eyes all dinged up, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, cut straight to the chase. Um, 
What have you got a favorite Brinkvention memory, or uh, what do you love most about going to Brinkvention? I think um, I've, I've done the last three Brinkventions since I moved to Melbourne. So before then, and I've only sort of been back into back into Lego. Lego. I'm from Adelaide originally, so um, yeah, I'm back into Lego for about four, four or five years. So when I was working FIFO, I started playing around with LDD as we as we had a chat about before, and just sort of messing around while I was stuck up in camp in, in the Pilbara. And um, when I moved to Melbourne at the end of the project, um, just thought, why not get involved with the um, with the local lug and uh, got involved with mugs and and yeah, went to the first, my first brickvention. I think it was two thousand seventeen. Uh, no, maybe eighteen. So eighteen. And um, my favourite was probably that one because the next two I was on the committee, so I was tied up. In a red shirt, walking around, sorting out. But my favourite part is standing at my table and chatting to all the people as they come past, and talking about my models. And I think my models are a lot smaller, and it's usually a table with a lot going on, as opposed to one big model where that wows everyone. I like talking to the people that actually take the time to stop and have a look at at the smaller ones and and ask about how I did things and and um. Yeah, that's the fun part is just chatting to people, and sometimes you, you get people that come past three or four times in a day, and uh, and just want to want to have another look and find little extra things with it. So that that's that's my favourite part is just the interactions with people. Yeah, and and the interactions yep. with with the other um, with the other exhibitors as well, just sort of throughout the day, throughout the weekend, just sort of running around and um, yeah, and having a look at everyone else's models too, and and. Um, it's just fun. Just it's just good, um, good social networking without using your phone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate Facebook. Uh, exactly. Um, yeah, no, because th- like that's been pretty much the most common response is you know just catching up with friends and you know seeing the reactions mm-hmm. of people, you know, that come up to your your little exhibitions. Yeah, yeah. There's a, um, always always a, always a couple of kids that come up and just just going off i had my wrestling ring there a couple of years ago and this one kid was a big wrestling fan and he, he came up and he kept coming back all day like they must have been been there for six hours and he kept coming back to have a look and, he, and we just chatted about wrestling for half an hour, you know? and um yeah it was it was great fun <laughs> nice and you go who's your favorite hulk hogan uh, that's how old I am. Yeah, well, I made I made the I made the joke because there's no wrestlers on the stage, so I said John Cena's there because you can't see him, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I, I did actually come up to your um, table last year, and I think you had the prawns, and you also had a brick built figure of yourself, and the rest I can't remember because it was a blur. Yeah, there was the prawns. There was me. There was the three sets that we did for. Prevention, so the Melbourne skyline the, and the rovers. Yep. Um, I had, me, had me and the table with my models from the previous years on there, um, like miniature versions of them, <laughs> um, and even and even the coke bottle I had sitting on the table as well. Yeah, that was a that was a fun build, and it sort of got a lot of um, a lot of reaction. I was going to be standing there, and people would uh, have a look, and I'd stand there, and I, I tried to wear the same clothes one day, but it was a bit too warm because I'm wearing a hoodie in that model, but. <laughs> And I had to wear the red shirt all weekend too, so that didn't help either. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And what else did I have on the table? Um, I, ca- I can't remember so many little things that I build. So um, yeah, nice. Well, thank you for um, you know sharing the stories and 
Can't wait to actually see you in person at either a mugs meeting or um, another brickvention. Going by the way we're going, it'll probably yeah, be we'll another brickvention. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll be back at mugs soon. Um, you know, it's best not to, best not to rush it, but um, oh yeah, you know, we'll get back when we get back. Yeah. Well, that's it exactly. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing, Jason. No worries. Cheers. Next up, we've got Sue Ann Barber. Sue Ann was the president of Brick Ventures since 2006 to 2016, so like 10 years. So I'm guessing she's got lots of stories. Hello, Sue Ann. How are you today? Great, Greg. How are you? Not too bad. Um, I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. Um, what's your either favorite Brickvention memory or something you love about Brickvention? Could be any of them. There are so many, so many, so many uh, things that have happened over the years that not everyone knows about. Uh, I'll start with 2011 when before Brickvention had time to entry and we just allowed people to queue. And we were at the town hall in Melbourne and the queue went around the block and met up with itself. Nice. Which is at the point we said, yeah, no more people. That's it. That's the end of the queue. And apparently that's the longest queue the town hall have ever had for any event in its entire history. And it hasn't been surpassed as yet. Really? It's still the longest queue. What? It's possible we broke several fire regulations that day. <laughs> Maybe. But we did have a fire marshal employed by the town hall and they said it was okay. Yep. Oh, well. No, as long as yeah. they say it's okay. The funny thing is, is the guy from Lego there that year, he's now from the community team, and he said, you'll get at least 10,000 people in the door. And we went, but we only got like two and a half for the last event. We won't get 10,000. No way. Who are you kidding? Yeah, we got 10,000 over <laughs> 10,000. <laughs> and the, because we cut people out of the queue, they... People went off to Maya in uh, Burke Street Mall and cleaned out the Lego section. Nice. Best uh, Maya have ever done in January for their Lego sales. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know why. They had no idea why. Suddenly, their sales peaked on one Sunday. You're like, where's my cut? Where's my cut? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> Well, we didn't know for a couple of weeks after. How'd you find out? We found out at the Australian Retail Toy Fair. Hmm. We met up with the person from Maya. Um, Lego arranged a meeting between us and their sales person, sales manager, and they said, um, oh, so you're the reason why we sold out of Lego <laughs> in January. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and and you got a whole bunch of abusive phone calls was that from like residents or um yeah. yeah that was the year we uh i foolishly added my phone number oh i've done uh, that <laughs> to something i don't even know what it was on but i think lego was also giving it out because we melted their switchboard Oh, really? <laughs> With the uh, phone calls of people complaining to Lego Australia that their event 
uh, it was um, outrageous that they people couldn't uh, attend and they should have organized it better. Like, we organized it for maybe 4,000 people to come, not <laughs> 10,000. Uh, we didn't know that Lego had exponentially increased in popularity that year. <laughs> yeah. You learn. And that's why Brickvention's now got timed entry on a normal uh, event to prevent that happening again. <laughs> any any other fun little things that have happened over the years or that you're like, I can reveal that? Or you're like... Nah, that was yeah. Back in two thousand and nine, yep. there was there wasn't a big lead up to um, the event, so there wasn't the need to register your display in advance. Oh. Um, and there was this one guy by the name of Kevin Hall, who's now the Lego Lego certified professional in the UK. Yep. He was back in Australia for a while, and his passion was and is building large castles out of Lego, and they're fantastic. Uh, and and they've always got little doors and little pathways and secret places. And <laughs> he had built this one in his house, and he just built it for himself. And about a uh, ten days before Brickvention, he calls me up and says, "Look, I've I finished my castle, and I'm about to take it apart because we're moving house in a week." And I went, "Can I come and have a look?" He said, yeah, not a problem. So I get to his place, look at his castle and said, you need to display this at Brickvention in 10 days' time. <laughs> he goes, oh, look, I'd love to, but I can't get it out of my house. I can't even get out the windows if I took out the windows. It's too big. <laughs> um, we spent probably an hour convincing him that he needed to display this castle. It was just so far above anything else we'd seen at Brickvention at that time. Yep. Uh, so he spent the next 10 days rebuilding the castle. Oh, wow. And so he did. He built it. He managed to do it. And then at the end of the event, um, instead of packing it away like everybody else, he took it apart, never to be seen again. Nice. And the following year, he, he turned up with another entirely different castle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's insane. It was it was like uh, a meter and a half by a meter and a half. Oh, nice! Wow, that's heavy too. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> yeah, I've got a story that will make you go you. Let's squeeze in one more. Will kids be able to listen to this one? <laughs> yes, yes. It's cool. a warning to kids. Okay, go for it. Let's have a squeeze. At one of the first uh, Brickventions at the Royal Exhibition Building, um, can't remember if it was the first or the second one there, a, the queue for the cafe was quite long and there were no seats left. So this parent uh, went to the play area where there were lots of Lego bricks that were been, had been borrowed from Lego Australia yeah. and picked up a base plate, a Lego base plate, turned it upside down and the parent dumped uh, the hot chips and sauce onto the back of the base plate to oh. use as the plate. Now, there's two <laughs> issues with that, apart from, oh, my God, you'd have to wash that afterwards. Um, yep. The bricks from Lego Australia are never that clean. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, they're disgusting. They really are filthy because 
they're used by uh, kids um, for many events before they get washed. Yeah. If they do get washed or sanitized, whatever happens to them, but they get used a lot. And quite often they arrive and they're not that clean. And so I don't know if this parent assumed that the base plate would be clean or <laughs> didn't care. Uh, they could have just left the chips in the, the, the cup that they came in. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, one of the volunteers saw this happen and tipped up the base plate of chips back into the cup, took the base plate away and, and washed it immediately. And... Uh, told the parents to go find somewhere else to eat. Yeah, my oh, yeah, geez, Louise. Gross. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's like, hey, kids and their fingers aren't the cleanest in the world anyway, and <laughs> you're basically eating off a toilet seat. Oh, um, yeah, and you know, you, you've got to wonder what were they going to do with it afterwards? Were they going to wash it or just turn it upside down and leave it? <laughs> yeah, true. Gross. Wow. Gross. Oh, well, there you go, parents. Don't do that, please. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks for that. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know yeah. half of those things happened. That's brilliant. Yeah, behind the scenes. Uh, and this year it'll be, if you want to reenact the base plate incident, people, well, do it with your own base plates, but clean Do it plate. at home. <laughs> that's it. Thank yeah. you for that, Sue That's That was awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. Happy to be part of it. No, happy to have you. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Next up, we have Steve Reynolds. G'day, Steve. How are you today? I'm good. It's it's a hot day. Um, so fan, air conditioning, and Lego room, pretty much. That's what we oh, do. nice. And so you've actually got aircon. I've got evaporative cooling. So if this gets humid, I'm I'm hot. I don't have it in this in this room. But I've got yep. the. We usually have the door open when the air can come through. But I've only yep. I'm sitting with the fan at the moment, so I haven't even got it pointed at me. Wow, I'm <laughs> doing it right. So I'm going to cut straight to the chase. Um, I've been asking everyone about their favourite memories from Brickvention or what they love about Brickvention. Um, have you got any favourite memories or anything you'd like to share? Um, oh, lots of lots of awesome moments. Um, uh, a few years ago, I think it was 2018. So only a few, only a couple of years ago, um, I was lucky enough to to have a compound. Um, we had like nine tables or ten tables or something to share uh, between myself and and uh, my friends that were part of a, a group that I'm a, a created for Facebook. Um, and yeah, it was all superheroes. So it was Marvel and DC. Um, okay. Yeah, it was um it was awesome. Um, you know, something like um, Brickvention. If you're exhibiting. You're exhibiting with your friends and the fact that we had a compound like where we could actually sit in and talk or you know we could look after each other's things so you really enjoy the event um it was fantastic um just spending that whole weekend with my mates was, oh, it was awesome it's like you know boys getaway sort of thing but it was with lego so it's even better and and do you get a lot of opportunities to get away like because it is that sort of setup do you still do that or yeah, no, well, we do. Um, like I was lucky enough to, um, because my, my kids are involved, um, I was I had my display in the, the kids' um, the kids compound this year, uh, last year. Oh, yep. This year, last year, wow. Last year. Um, so that was good. So I was able to sort of have that little bit of compound area, which was cool. Um, a little little story I can tell about that one. Um, yeah. This is the first time I've gone to Brickvention with an incomplete model. 
Um, everything was pretty much done. Um, there's parts of it over here and there still. Um, but the the actual trees and stuff in the middle between the two buildings, I hadn't done. And there's a lot of trees to do. Um, so I, I put a call out for, you know, some random people. And, um, you know, Ben Andrews, you know, he's a previous winner of Best in Show. He's like, yeah, I'll come and help you, Steve. Uh, my friend Kaz, who's over in South Australia, she's like, yeah, I'll help you. She, you know, she's awesome at building trees. Um, and Ben Cozzi as well. He's from Western Australia. So there's all these people from all around Australia helped out with my build in, at Brickvention last year. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm ticking all the boxes. We're getting community built here. <laughs> Can't get more community than that. So, yeah. That's it. When you asked me earlier about um, my favourite part about Brickvention, yeah. um, I love, I love obviously, talking to, the, um, to the, the people that come through and we communicate with about, what we've created and, and all those sort of things. But seeing people from friends that I've made throughout the years, whether it was online at the start or in shows, you know, people from Canberra or people from Queensland or Western Australia, South Australia, all these guys coming over to Victoria and me getting to spend the time, you know, the weekend with them. And even if it was just, you know, 20 minutes here and there because we are so busy, it's 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 just phenomenal. Like, you know, you're seeing, seeing these awesome, awesome builders and, and people that you've come, become friends with um and you know you get to experience the event but you get to have that time with them so yep. yeah yeah that's that's my favorite part of that pension now yeah well it, it seems to be the common the common theme and i can understand why because yeah it is you don't see everyone for a long time and especially the next one that we get to go to um oh, there'll be tears it will there will be there'll be tears because it's yeah it's just relief in in that we can display again but also the fact that you know it is now two years it is it is that significant time where you haven't seen people so yeah yeah it's going to oh. be yeah emotional i think <laughs> yeah, very much so and it'll be my first one too um and thanks steve for sharing that um yeah it's great to hear and um hope you enjoy online brickvention i will do i um yeah i don't know what my role is but i've got to be part of it so yeah, I've got. There's a speaking role, I think. I've got to talk at some stage, some Zoom or something. I don't know how this works. Oh, I just nice. show up. <laughs> yeah, just show, just show just up. Show up. Tell me what to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thanks, mate. Oh, that's all right. So next up, we've got Richard Jones, a longtime Mug member, and also you might know him from the Rambling Brick or on one of my previous podcasts. G'day, Richard. How are you today? G'day, Greg. I'm well. I'm well. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic week. I always um, feels a bit weird this week run, in the run-up to Brickvention where I'm not sitting in front of a half-built model, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to work out how I'm going to get it finished by Thursday. The plague seems to have seen us avoid that this year and uh, yep. was able to pull out a model to submit to the exhibition and... Yeah, it's kind of weird not currently being facing a weekend of complete lack of sleep. Well, if you want, we can still manage that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can, but that's okay. <laughs> well, the reason we're chatting, um, apart from just catching up, um, is I'm asking everyone about their sort of favourite memory of Brickvention or why they love Brickvention. Um, do you have a favourite memory or anything you'd like to share, Richard? So I've, I've got a couple and I'm Go going to say it. that Probably my favourite memory of Brickvention probably comes down to the time that I attended Brickvention as a member of the public. 
we've got a family pass with our Lego Club magazine, courtesy of Lego Australia, and we went to the Victorian University of Technology, caught the lift up several flights, and then got out into this space that is about the size of the cafeteria at the uh, exhibition buildings and uh. was blown away. So I'm there with my wife and my kids and we start wandering around. Now, at this stage, I didn't realise it was okay for grown-ups to play with Lego. <laughs> I'd never seen a modular house and I'd not seen any large-scale models. Yep. So what I find, I found... Um, Oh, I was just blown away by the models. I'm just trying to think of a few that I saw. The, the train layout consisted of probably about four or six tables, but had had all of the known modulars at the time on, and that included the cafe corner. And some people had built the cafe corner. Some people had built the reverse cafe corner um, where they put every brick in the opposite direction. Oh. Um, and there may have even been a, a recolored one. The train was running a fairly, it was a relatively simple layout for trains um, compared to what we're seeing these days. Um, I met Sue Ann Barber, who at the time was um, basically convening the, the event and yep. with along with um, others that were involved, the other members of the team, and probably spoke with Sue Ann for maybe an hour <laughs> while looking at her rock and try, trying to work out how this 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 worked and how do you accumulate this much Lego and wow. <laughs> Wandered around the corner and found a community sort of castle build where everyone had contributed their own bits and I was trying to get my head around how they might have contributed to that. And then in, in the final room, um, Ryan McNaught, who was at this stage still not known as the Brick Man, yeah. and Ryan had built the Eiffel Tower at minifig scale. Oh, not, wow. <laughs> so, it, so it was about eight feet tall and just sort of stopped short of what it had to be displayed on a lowered table because it was just on the verge of clipping the roof. <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> you couldn't fault the time that, that anyone who was there, Ryan took the time, Sue Ann took the time, um, there are a number of other people that I know from Brickvention subsequently that, um, you know, everyone just, just had all the time to spend talking to us about what it meant to be a, a Lego fan and um, mm -hmm. about the models that they'd built. Uh, Paul Bolch had some of his huge spaceships on display and they were all remarkable as well, just the sheer variety of stuff. Um, I think there was even a... Even a couple of vintage, there was a couple of vintage towns on display as well. So all yeah. the all the sets that I'd grown up with, um, arranging that layout that sort of appeared in the catalogue, but which you could never afford to own yourself as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose this really told us that you know being an adult fan of Lego and getting involved in the hobby myself was something that I could afford to do. It hadn't occurred to me at this stage to try and meet people with similar hobbies on the internet um i know exactly what you're talking about yeah that that really sort of opened opened things up for me and and i suppose saw, saw the end of my dark ages yep um that'd be my big favorite brickvention memory um 
and it's that it's that growth of the community associated with the event um as well that i find uh just brings me brings me joy yeah oh, it's a great community um feel and so forth and it's going to be I forget who said it, but yeah, they're like, oh, there's going to be tissues needed at the next one because yeah, people wouldn't have seen each other for at least two years by the time we get to another brickvention. Like that's pretty much been the most common response is, mm. you know, the community feel and obviously this year missing it, but you know, we just replace yeah. it with something else. Thanks for sharing your, um, your experience that gave you permission to be a child again. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> no worries. And last cab off the rank, we have Kale Frost from Frost Bricks. Again, you might remember Kale from a second episode. G'day, Kale. How are you? Hey, Greg. Uh, great, mate. Uh, yourself? Oh, yeah, not bad. You know, just chatting to everyone about all their lovely memories and um, feel-good stories of Brickvention. Um, and saying that, do you have one you would like to share with me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do feel a little on the spot. I, I, like, I totes should have prepared something. But you know what? Um, I've been at every brickvention that was at the exhibition building yep. um, since it started at the exhibition building. My very first year, though, um, maybe I should step that back a bit. Um, for me, brickvention's about the people. Yes. Like, I've got ADHD. I might be a bit spectrum. I don't know. I've definitely got some childhood trauma. And none of that's really unique to me. Like a lot of people have some variation of that going on. Um, so I went to my very first brick venture and there's just a little awkward geek and I'm still an awkward geek. Oh, you know, lampshade that. Aren't we all? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All awkward geeks here. Uh, but I didn't know anybody. And I did sign up, though, for the VIP day pass. And the VIP day is a much more intimate affair than the public displays. Um, so I was one of the few people on there on that day that didn't have a model displayed, but I, I turned up anyway. And I, um, it was a difficult period of time in my life. Um, and that's, that's kind of important for the story too. Because, like, you've got kids. You know yep. what playground friends are, right? Yep. Yeah, so playground friends, for those who may not know, it's basically you rock up to the playground with your kids and they just make friends with the other kids there at the playground and they get to play, like whatever game it happens to be. Yeah. And that's something we lose somewhere along the way as we become adults. And so, like, I don't know anybody in the building. I like Lego. I'm kind of coming out of the dark ages, but I haven't really figured it out yet. And the people were just so awesome like to the last you know they were all welcoming they were like all also had some well i'll say many had some variation of maybe either not neurotypical or, or maybe going through something in their own lives and this humble little brick the our lego toy a kid's toy is the thing that's helping us come together from all walks of life and just kind of bond and and break down the barriers and so that we can because the thing is, when you are a little bit different, it can feel a little lonely. And the and again, it's, it's I think it's important to highlight. You're not. Yeah. It's it's not a particularly unique thing for most of us. And so this was a way of finding my tribe, and that uh, that's always the way I've, I've thought of it, finding my tribe, because they were so welcoming and awesome. And sure, we mostly talked about Lego, but at the same time, there was that kindred spirit thing going on of we understand. 
I'm not quite sure what to say in the situation because we're not great at conversation either, but we understand and we accept you and you're awesome. And, you know, and there's that, that shared kindredship. And so, like, within a month of that, I was at my first lug meeting. And within a few months after that, I was displaying at events. But it all started with that first prevention and kind of finding my family and my tribe and friends that I've got, like, to this day um, that I met at that first prevention. I guess yep. all that might sound a little naff, but, you know, that, that's that what it is for me, okay? You know, it, it's, yeah, you know. I, I don't want to speak personally about anybody else's stories because they're not my stories to tell. Yeah. But, you know, there were certainly many of us who bonded over, you know, those little specific details of what it's like being yeah. different or being in, in those difficult spaces. And, and yeah, it, it's the support, you know, and, and the family and just as much as it is the brick models. Yeah. Well, that's been a common theme is people saying that it is the kinship, the, the friendship, you know, you, you, you do, you, you find your tribe. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's like you do have to be a special kind of somebody to kind of get into a hobby like that. And, and not necessarily a geeky hobby like Lego, but any geeky hobby. Yep. I mean, there's that gap between I want to do something unique and crazy and artsy or whatever, you know, maybe it's building a car in your backyard, maybe it's building mini trains, who knows? But just talking about it and then taking that leap to actually doing and making it happen. That's a special kind of motivated initiative that not a lot of people have either, you know, and I love those active geeks, you know, like, you know, cosplay is cool, but, you know, I want to sit down on a sewing machine and learn how and do it myself and then share my creativity with the world, you know? And so there's those aspects as well uh, because, Many of my favourite memories of Brickvention are really, and certainly not that first one, the the first one I wasn't really into photography yet, Um, but many of my favourite Brickvention memories really are just me with a camera in hand wandering around and just drinking in the beauty of those Lego models and getting beautiful shots of them. Um, and, and the photography aspects. And that's kind of a, a very personal solo space when that happens too. Yep. Um, but it can't happen without the creativity that they've brought at the same time. Um, so that's kind of a, a, the flip side of that there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that's useful. I don't no, know. No, that's, that's brilliant. I feel like I'm rambling a bit, but that's, no. that's kind of how I roll through life. <laughs> that's how we all roll. Um, <laughs> no, thanks for sharing that, Kale. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, as I said, it's it's a common theme that, and I get the photography side of it too because, you know, I was down at the beach doing my toy photography, a million people around, but you don't notice anyone. Yeah, thanks for that, Kale. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no worries. Well, that's it for today's special episode of For the Love of Brick, Humans of Brickvention. I hope you liked today's episode. And we'll be back with our regularly scheduled program on the 29th of January. But if you can't wait that long, why not go back and listen to one of your favourite episodes of For the Love of Brick? If you know of anyone in the LEGO community who's doing some really cool stuff or just someone you'd like to hear from, email me at fortheloveofbrick at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. Now, if you want to follow any of our guests or find out a little bit more about them, head over to our show notes and follow the links to their social media. Otherwise, 
head on over to Brickvention and have a squiz. Thank you very much and see you next time on For the Love of Brick.